ESPN's The Bar Post podcast. My name is Marissa Lordanik. We've got two special preview pods for the upcoming W League finals. We released one yesterday with two special guests, so this is our second one with another two special guests, along with Anna Harrington, Sam Lewis and Angela Christian-Wilkes. Hope you enjoy these chats. All right, so the first of our finals preview pod guests is the one and only Teresa Polias. You, if you've listened to this podcast before, then you know that we are basically the Teresa Polias Appreciation Society. So this is a very big deal for us. If for some reason you don't know who Teresa Polias is, she is Sydney FC's captain, 150 plus W League games, a bunch of titles, a bunch of trophies, an all-round legend, to be honest. So, Teresa, thank you so much for joining us today. What a nice welcome, ladies. It's a um, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, T, I'll kick off with the first question. Um, just, you've been around this league for a long time and we've, we've seen how tight the end of this season has been, how many teams have been up and about. In your opinion, how competitive has this season been compared to any other? Is this the most competitive season you've seen? Look, I'd have to say it's definitely one of the closest seasons. Um, you probably wouldn't have said that earlier on in the season. Um, but like many seasons before, uh, teams start to find their feet right around finals time. Um, and, yeah, it's no different this season, really. And I guess having such an even spread across the league of, of young players makes it that that much more even. Um, yeah, so we're seeing now, you know, unfortunately now draw, we're coming up against you know, the teams that are desperate for final spots. And, um, yeah, it's, it's changed a lot since the first half of, of the season. So I think it's great for the league, though. And, um, you know, I'd much rather it be a bit easier at the moment for us. But, um, no, it's, it's, it's really good for the league, I think. Yeah, and as Anna mentioned, like, so we, we are seeing those teams with those late runs. And there are a couple of clubs that seem to have longer-term projects on their mind this season with sort of the dub having that focus on development more so this season are there any of those teams I guess um, who didn't make finals that you think will be an intimidating opposition next season that you'll be a little bit absolutely I think I feel for Adelaide that that missed out this season I, I had picked them to make finals this season actually how they didn't, I, I have no idea. Um, I really feel for them. I'm kind of glad not to be coming up against them in finals because they are one of the, the best teams we've, we came up against, that's for sure. So huge commiserations to them because I think they really deserved to be there. Um, and they, they what their club's doing for, for their program, you can, you can just see, I think, um, they've built for a long time now. And um, this season is the start of big things for their club. Um, I think the Wanderers are, are building towards, you know, what we have and, and possibly what, what Adelaide have as well. Um, City, I think, have realised that they need to do the same and, and I think they'll start doing that. Um, a player like Harriet Withers, she's an awesome player and had she been around with, with all those players years before, it would be great to see where she'd be now. So better late than never, but, um, yeah, definitely teams are doing the right thing by the, the their club and the future of their club. And stemming off those two questions, T, one of 
of the big storylines of this season has been the emergence of this new generation of, of younger players. So when you look outside of Sydney FC, because I know you definitely highly rate all of your young players, if you look at other teams, are there any particular young players under the age of 23, 24 who have really stood out to you? I think every team has a really good group of young players. I couldn't, I really couldn't tell you one or two. I could pick a few out of every single team, which is the beauty of this season. In years gone by, you couldn't really do that across the board. I think you had your, uh, I guess, superstars, so to speak. Um, you had your Matildas and your Foreigners that took those places up. But if I go through every single team, the, the amazing thing this season is you could name five to 10 really good young players to look out for that are coming through the system and could break into national teams anytime soon. Just to get back to Sydney FC, Tay, because um, that's what we got you on here for. Um, <laughs> it's such a, such a different looking team this year. Um, so many young players looking to make an impact and they, and they have made an impact. What's what I guess what's been special about Sydney FC this year in what's kind of almost the start of a, of a new era without some of those names that have been there for so long? Look, I think first and foremost, the club recruited nice and early. So players felt comfortable. Um, they felt secure from way before the get-go, way before pre-season. So I think that set a really good precedence um, for the team in terms of mentality and you know, feeling like you're backed and, and wanted. And um, you can see that in, in the way that the young players are, are performing. Um, you know, we're going to have up and downs as, as a young player. And we're seeing that. We're seeing a bit of inconsistency, which is totally normal and totally fine. But I think what us what got us going from, from the start was that players felt like they belonged. And, and we've got a really good culture um, at the club where we're such a tight-knit group. Um, everyone gets along really and um, that transferred onto the field nice and early um, after a really good pre-season and um, you know other teams are, are in really good form now and um, we've got a bit of work to do at the moment but it's nothing unexpected it's, it's what we've expected and I think the struggle is really great for these young players to be going through at the moment. I'll give you the chance to pump up some of those young players and your Sydney FC teammates because you're surrounded by a bunch of excellent players. Who has really impressed you from within your own ranks this season? Look, I love the way Nat Tobin's stepped up this season. I think she's been an absolute rock for us. Um, every single game I could say she's in the top top three players that, that played. She's just been so crucial for us this season given that she's not naturally a centre-back as well. She's, <laughs> she, she, she loves a, a midfield spot as well. And, um, you know, this season she, she knuckled down, did what she had to do, accepted the circumstances. And I don't think there's any going back for her now. <laughs> I don't think she'd want to hear that. But, but um, no, she has been an absolute rock for us, a leader. Um, I could see her as, as a future captain of, of the club and, um, you know, it's an honour to play with her. Um, other players is Brushy, who unfortunately we, we lost through the ACL injury, but she's got to be one of my favourite teammates ever. Just amazing, amazing leader. And I'm missing her dearly uh, out on the field. Um, but, you know, given all that she's gone through, she's, you know, still amongst the girls, still smiling, you know, still giving pointers. She's just an incredible leader and, and player. So, you know, it's it's a shame not to, have Brushy out there at the moment, but she's um, definitely, 
still doing her part in, in a lot of ways off the field. I mean, I could go on and on about all the youngsters that have stepped up. I'm, I'm super proud of Mackenzie Hawksby. She's done her time um, last season. She had a great NPL season with Sydney Olympic as well. And just she just she's a sponge. She takes everything on board. She listens to it and she she tries to go out and, and implement new things that that she learns about. And you can see in her game how much she's developed over the last 12 to 18 months. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that we, it's fortunate, but unfortunate that we have so many midfielders because you'd, you'd probably be seeing more of, of these young players who are sponges and, and, you know, the world's at their feet. But I think as a starting season, as an integral player, Mackenzie's really impressed me as well. I, I could go on for hours about these girls. They're, they're, they're a really great bunch to, I'm, I'm privileged to lead them. I guess on that note as well, this season, have you found, um, your role in the team changing at all? Obviously, you're long-standing captain at Sydney, but you're working with a group that has slightly different demographics. Um, are you finding that you're able to mentor a little bit more or have been doing that more so this season? Yeah, I certainly try to. Um, I know that I had to sort of understand each player this season and that there's, there's going to be some inconsistencies with, with young players and the mindset's a little bit different to a foreigner who's, who's played for many years that comes and offers their own sort of um, dynamics to, to the game. Um, I haven't changed the way I sort of lead a lot. I still try to lead by example and uh, I think I'm more about actions and words a lot of the time. So I do try to lead by example on, on the field and hopefully, you know, in a game where maybe the going gets tough, I can kind of lift the girls in, in some way, shape or form, whether it be through, you know, sometimes you're not doing great on the ball and maybe, you know, but there's never an excuse for not working hard off it. So that's something that we've spoken about a lot during the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it was more just understanding that these are young players um, and, you know, they haven't been around for a long time and the experience they get this season will help in their long-term consistency. So I think, you know, um, particularly this time of the season where it started all peachy and, you know, everything was great and now we've, we've come across a few obstacles. I think this is, is where the real learning happens for them. So just keeping them positive and not a lot of them are really hard on themselves as well. And um, they, they've been learning that, you know, you, you can't do everything in every game. And... Um, you some games things aren't working for you and you've got to find a different way to contribute to the to the game that day so I think they're, they're learning um which is which is really great and it's just about me being patient and understanding that and and still trying to lead by example yeah you've got more finals experience than probably most players in the W League how do you I guess rally them get them up for what is going to be some of the biggest games of their careers. We know you've got players like a Remy who's never won a championship, but I guess coming into finals, how do you as a really experienced player in this scenario, especially after you guys copped that loss last year, mm-hmm. how do you rally them, get them up and get them through this pointy end of the season? I think remaining calm is, is the, the first, you know, port of call. And, um, you know, I don't get, I don't get super nervous now for, for big games like that. Um, I'm lucky enough to have, being part of a lot of those games and the nerves I do get, I try and channel them into sort of energy on, on the field. So that in that regard, I think I try to, to, to do that, but also draw on a 
experiences I've had. So if there's a team we're playing, you know, this has happened before. Okay, this is they're going to try this again. This game, let's not let this happen. So trying to bring real examples from the past that that have happened between us and them. And, you know, this team, you know, they've done this and against us for this many years. Let's 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 change this. So um, there's been a few examples of that this season. And yeah, just trying to draw on that experience and try to put it in a real way for them, as as I guess you do in teaching, you sort of try to provide make things relevant for, for students. <laughs> Um, I try my best to do that with the girls, um, but they've, they've been pretty good. And on that, key, the idea of struggle, we've seen, you mentioned Ellie Brush uh, going down a couple of weeks ago. We saw in the game against Canberra that Courtney Vine uh, came off quite early in injury. Are those kinds of experiences valuable for these other players who are having to adjust and adapt in-game and things on the go in terms of the, sort of their broader careers as players do you think those kinds of difficulties are actually really valuable totally, totally. I mean you saw Courtney unfortunately go off and then Mackenzie jumped out wide and, and I thought did a pretty good job for us so um, and you know having Brushy step out of the team for the moment I mean and, and it's made other players step up look at in the way Nat stepped up um, the way Ali stepped up so many players have stepped up our midfield's changed numerous times throughout the season, which hasn't been a huge thing that's happened, you know, in past seasons as well. But I think that's it's, it's great for the girls. The more different things you can experience in the game, the better. So um, I, look, while I, I don't want our players to get injured and I don't want us to lose, you know, <laughs> bodies and, and things like that, um, the, ex the experience of that for the group is invaluable especially heading into finals where anything can happen. We've seen some crazy scenarios over the years and, and you've just got to be mentally prepared enough to, to face those challenges as they come. And, and whether that, it could be a positive thing, it could be that you're up two, three nil and you're holding on to a lead or you're up one nil with 10 to go and, and it's good to have that pressure on you so that, you know, if it happens again or if it happens in a bigger game, you've been there, you've done that you can think about how you managed it in that game and try and do that again. Or you can think about what you didn't do well in that game. Oh, I remember I freaked out and we were one nil up. I was doing this and that. And this time you can change that and, and, and manage it a little bit better. So yeah, bring on anything that's thrown at us. Just to bounce off that, we know in terms of your opposition, Canberra, what do you make of those potential opponents? Like we just played them. So, um, after a frustrating kind of fixture for us. Oh, I felt like it anyway. I felt after that game, I just felt like a loss really for us. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to play them again. <laughs> I mean, we want to finish first anyway. Um, so that's the best um, outcome for us. I think I'd love to, to play Canberra again quickly after the last fixture. Um, they're a solid team, young team again, have really progressed from the, the beginning um, to now they've they've learned a lot you can see under the guidance of Vicky that they, they've done a really really good job and they've missed finals for three years the last three years so yeah for them to make finals this season was huge uh, especially bumping Adelaide out that was an incredible feat from them um, and and just in that last game they were just so desperate they were so desperate and um, yeah they got the result they needed um, they were hard to break down um, but I think the little tweaks we need to make 
against them. Uh, we know what we need to do and I'd, I'd love to face them again. On, I'm just curious, bit of a silly question, but on finals day, like do your rituals, pre-game rituals change in any way? Do you like to approach it as not treating it any differently to any other match or do you have to treat it differently? Like where's your mentality? Like, mentality-wise and also what you do on the day? What, where are you yeah, at? Yeah, great question. Personally, I don't treat it much differently. I may have a little more nerves than normal, um, but I like to channel those nerves and I think they, in the end, assist me in games. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't change the way I approach finals. Um, while I'm working, though, just during the season, I have been a little more mindful of, you know, resting times and what I'm eating and stuff, just because I'm always on the go. Um, just making sure that, that I can feel good on game day, but that's not in relation to, you know, how massive the game is or how normal the game is. It's more to do with feeling right on game day. But yeah, personally, I, I don't have any rituals or things I take more seriously for a final. Um, I, if you ask some of our players, it might be a different different story. But yeah, that's that's mine. Just on on you, T. You've had a fantastic um, season in our collective opinions here at the Far Post. Um, <laughs> what does the future look like for you, regardless of if you're holding trophies up at season end? Are you planning to play NPL? Like, are you are you looking at just kicking on in the W League? Um, is Matilda's in your sights? We know that. There's all these questions, but um, where do you see, I guess, things heading for you after this season? Look, a lot's up in the air, just, you know, the, the way the world is at the moment. So I, I honestly haven't made um, massive future plans. Just, you know, that's kind of how the last year's worked. You can't really plan anything and you can't have your heart set on anything at the moment. So, um, look, I, I'm planning to play in the NPL again with, with Sydney Olympic. Um, I think that was really good for our Sydney FC team because we had a few of us there and I've always believed in trying to stick together in the off season to, to build chemistry, especially with a new team. I think um, I have encouraged the girls, if maybe if you can stay in groups and, and you know, a few of you together because, um, yeah, I, I'm a huge believer in building team chemistry like that. So I'm lucky enough to have a few, few of the girls at Sydney Olympic with me and um, looking forward to that after the W League season. But beyond that, I um, no, I haven't I haven't made any concrete decisions um, on the future of the W League and my career. Um, I'll I'll decide on what I'm doing probably at the end of the season. Um, I'll sit down with the family and talk about what's doing and and what what's best for me and us next. And well, I guess in that in that context of having decisions to make at the end of the the season, how special would it be? For you this season to 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 win it all like to I know you had the grand final loss last year but this season's been so strange like so much upheaval like having to play all those games in New South Wales and it's been chopping and changing and even a postponement of your one of your last games of the season like it's been such a bizarre season how special would it be for you and this team and to, to lead this team to another another championship day look it would mean everything I mean that's why, and, and the, the the way the season's been set, it's and because I'm I'm working at the same time, I've never played and worked this far into the year, so that's been a massive challenge for me. So 
that's also why it's important for me not to make a decision now because right now I'm tired and I'm you know overworked and and so my decision will be based more on that emotion and all those feelings and probably more negatively based so I'll wait till the end of the season and wait till my head's right again and um, I'm well rested most of all and then decide but um, yeah back to what you said about potentially you know winning things this year with, with this particular group I'd It'd, be, it'd mean everything. Um, honestly, it's been such an enjoyable season with such a beautiful group of people um, that, yeah, I, my heartbeat, you know, beats faster thinking about it because this team's just just a great group that I've really enjoyed working with um, and they all deserve it. They really do. And I, I hope for them that, that we get something out of this season because I think we do deserve it and... Um, I think we worked hard enough and, you know, everyone's done the right thing by each other to, to deserve that. Teresa, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you the absolute best of luck in the finals and hopefully we can get you back on again for a, a much longer chat because we be love awesome. you on. I'd love that, ladies. Thanks for having me. The final of our finals preview pod guests is none other than Canberra United midfielder Laura Hughes. Laura, thanks so much for jumping on with us. Thanks for having me. Laura, so you're coming up against Sydney FC for the second time pretty much in two weeks. You got a nil-all draw against them in the sort of the second last round of the season. Does that give you a lot of confidence coming into this semi-final? Um, yeah, definitely. I think the way we played against them um, a few days ago, it was a really good team performance and um, we did everything that we wanted to do and played how we wanted to play. And I think we had the better of the chances and unfortunately couldn't get those over the line. But um, yeah, no, I thought it was a really good game and I, I will take that momentum into this game, definitely. For you personally, it's your first kind of foray into finals. How are you feeling about it? Are you nervous? Are you excited? What's what's the kind of vibe for you personally? Yeah, I think nerves and excitement, they're very similar. So I don't know which which I'm more nervous or excited. Um, but no, I, I remember we made the finals in my first W League season. But I mean, I played 20 minutes that, that season. So I think it feels really special to, to contribute more this season and then make finals and be a part of that I feel more a part of the team and everything so yeah I'm really excited and um yeah hopefully we can get over the line yeah how does it feel Laura because you've been at Canberra United for quite a while to the point where you've sort of experienced all the ups and downs of the club over the last couple of years how has that whole experience been for you as a young player sort of emerging into the W League scene yeah well I mean I started off as a fan for Canberra United um so I watched the team win premierships and play in finals and you know I wanted to be a part of that um and I was able to be a part of that when Ray Dow signed me um, my first season and then obviously we we struggled the last few years um which has been real tough on the club and and everyone so you know I've always wanted to add to the history of Canberra United and, and making finals has done that and so I'm, I'm really proud just to be a part of the finals but like Vicky always says you know how hungry are we that we want to make it to the next step and, and win the whole thing. So, um, yeah, it's real special for me to be a part of the final series, um, my first one. So hopefully it'll be a good experience. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I always just want to um, make history with the club and that's always what I, what I wanted to do. 
you're not the only Canberra player. We saw, you know, Grace Ma had a video out with the leagues where she was a, a Canberra fan growing up and got to meet the team and stuff. A lot of girls have come back to Canberra as well. So Nikki Flannery, Michelle Heyman's obviously the big one. It feels like a really special team and a really special group. Is that how you feel about it? Like what makes this team so special? Yeah, no, I think it's real special because I have played with Grace and Nikki when I was younger um, and also with Michelle and stuff. So it feels like even though it's still a different team for the last couple of team, like years, it still feels like, you know, an old school Canberra United team. Um, so just to be a part of that is real cool. Um, so, yeah, I think the the fact that I we're all so familiar with each other um, and, and have such a strong connection with the fans because we've played for the club for a while, it just builds that chemistry. And, and I think that's shown that on the field that we're not only playing good football, but we're also happy and we're enjoying it and, and it's really fun. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've really loved, Laura, about Canberra United this season. Like we've seen a whole bunch of social media videos of you guys are training at the gym and it just seems like such a joy. It's, that sounds like, like you're just having the most fun time ever. Yeah. How important is it to have like a really positive, fun team culture behind the scenes? Yeah, I think it's vital with any top quality team. I think the fact that, you know, everyone is in different stages of their career we've got young players we have older players you know still um making a a big impact in the team and um people having their debuts this season so we've got a real big mix of people in their different parts of their career and what I love about this team is that we all contribute in our own way and and bring something to the table whether it's the starting 11 the players coming off the bench like everyone plays their part and I think that's why we've gotten good results this season with um, just our team unity and, and, you know, wanting to play for each other and work hard for each other and do the hard yards together. You mentioned that everyone's at kind of different stages of their careers. For you personally, you kind of had your first foray overseas last year. You went over to Iceland. What was that experience like? Yeah, it was really different for me because uh, as an international player, you're sort of held to a certain standard that teams bring you in to make their team better um so that was a really different experience for me because I wasn't seen as a young player um you know the team I went to we were all quite young still so it was a very inexperienced team but I had to step up and bring a bit more experience to them um so yeah that was still a really good experience and I think it shaped me to you know step up a bit this season as well um so I'm really grateful for that experience and um yeah so I I really thought it helped me develop a bit are you thinking about going back Laura after this W League season maybe to another European country not necessarily Iceland yeah I was actually looking at it I really like um Scandinavia because it allows you to go over play you know in during that winter and then um come back to the W League uh I'm not sure if it's on the cards this year as it was kind of tough with COVID getting back home last time. Um, so I, um, I probably was looking at maybe going in Europe, oh, going to Europe next year. Um, but yeah, so I'm not too sure at the moment, but yeah. Now, good friends at Beyond 90 did a, a Scandinavian rap, especially like when we had lots of Aussies over there, yourself included. And one of the things that always came up with you was that you were constantly getting yellow cards. What were you doing <laughs> over there? Were the, was the ref just mean to you or was okay. were you just having a great I mean, time? <laughs> I felt targeted. 
because <laughs> I swear some of the Icelandic girls would just do a terrible tackle and be speaking in Icelandic. But if I did a bad tackle, I'm speaking in English. They're like, oh, she's different. I'm giving her a card. So, yeah, I, um, I had a tough time with the cards over there, especially because um, it was such a physical league. So I had to try and match that because I'm not the biggest player. And, uh, yeah, it was a tough one. I had to learn. A couple of them were getting frustrated with the calls of the ref refereeing because, I, you know, the refereeing wasn't as good over, over there as, as it is here. Um, so that was frustrating. But, I mean, I had to adapt and learn to that. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm hope, hopefully I don't repeat that sort of run with the yellow cards. Okay, Laura, you need to settle a debate for us. I mean, it's not really a debate, but it's something that was raised in a previous episode that may have ended the friendship between Angela and I. And that is, do you prefer McKellar Park or Viking Park? Oh, that's a very tough question. <laughs> okay, because obviously... Um, I always grew up watching Camry Night at McKellar Park and we've played there the last few years. Um, so when it got moved to Viking, I was actually really disappointed because, you know, I was skeptical about Viking. Um, but this season I actually have really enjoyed playing at Viking. Like the, the, the fans have also made it, I think it's, you know, wherever we go, we make, we make the atmosphere, you know, it comes from us, not just the place that we're playing at. And I think that we've done that really well with Viking and we've built up a fortress because obviously we're um, undefeated there. So, yeah, I was sceptical at first, but I don't know if I could pick between one, but this year I've really enjoyed playing at Viking and the field is top quality. They've really looked after it. Like the groundskeepers have been like awesome. So, yeah, but it is tough. I do miss McKellar. Keller is, you know, the OG. But, yeah, I'm not too sure yet. I... I don't think I could decide, but I love playing it both. Very diplomatic answer. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you Viking Park has treated you guys well, as you said, you're kind of undefeated there. And there've been some absolutely bananas games there, including the very first one where you guys beat Adelaide 4-3. And I don't know if you feel the same way, but like it really feels like that game set the tone for your entire season. Do you agree with that or am I off the mark? Yeah, I think it sort of showed the fight that we have and, and what we wanted to bring to every game. I mean, obviously the first half was real tough, you know, two nil down. We honestly couldn't believe it because the preparation we did, we were like, we're so ready what's happened. Um, but I think, you know, football is a game of two halves and we've obviously proved a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, you know, success has come in the second half and, you know, we play right to the end. So I think that's really important. And, yeah, definitely that game set the the standard for us and we wanted to keep building on that and that fight to, to come back because we've had to do that in multiple games. Are you expecting a similar kind of thing to happen in the semis and in possibly the final as well? Are you really going to have to push right to the end to try and get a result? Because these are some really big teams with some really scary players in them and you've drawn, I think, against all all three of them so far this season. Yeah, I think um, I think with finals football, it's it's a very tactical game. It can be who turns up on the day. Um, so I think it also, when like the later stages of the game, it comes down to who wants it more and who's who's hungry enough. That's why Vicky keeps saying to us, like, you know, how much, how bad do we want it? Are we happy just to make finals, or 
are we hungry enough to go further? And I think that will be the biggest thing in, in all the finals games. Like who wants it more? Who's going to make that extra run for the team to to help you, you know, to help us um, help us score a goal or help us save a goal? And um, yeah, I definitely think that we're able to do that. And you know, we have to be ready to go for 120 minutes. So that that will be a big theme, I think, in these finals is is the fight and how bad each team wants it. Are there any players or teams that you're specifically really looking forward to or who have impressed you throughout the season that maybe aren't featuring in finals? Um, I definitely think Adelaide have been hard done by. Um, they, you know, they've kept a core group over the last few years and I think that's why they were really good this season. With, you know, every team that had a core group like Sydney, like Adelaide, they had a lot of success because the players are familiar with each other. You know, if you have a team that's keep, you know, they keep changing their players, it doesn't matter who's playing for them, it won't gel. So, yeah, I think Adelaide have been really good this season and yeah, I feel bad for them because, um, you know, it was such a, a tight um, run to finals. Um, I think Newcastle Jets really stood up as well. I think um, they another team that fought right to the end it was probably one of the hardest games playing against them because you know they go 90 minutes um and and they pulled out some quality football and um you know a lot of success this season so I think they should be proud as well and when it comes to players specifically Laura who are some of the best players you think that you've come up against so far this season not just in the sort of the top three top four that you're going to be coming up against in finals but across the whole league who would you say are some of the best players oh that is a tough one I think every team has a couple of you know players that are also very you know they're all very hard to play against um personally if I'm gonna pick a player that's tough to play against would be Claire Wheeler from Sydney FC um she seems to read the game so well and and seems to be one step ahead of you just when you think you're going to win the ball she'll pull out something so she's been quite hard to play against Sydney's whole midfield are very very hard to play against like they're very fit um tenacious and they're smart in how they play um but I found Brisbane Roar as well with Tamika Yallop I've always found her struggling like hard to play against she makes so many forward runs and if you don't track it it's tough it's tough it's tough um but yeah I still think like Perth Glory as well I think their midfield Hannah Lowry was was tough to play against I think they did a lot with you know the players they had they had a young team and they didn't have a long preseason. so I think they were quite tough to play against in the midfield um you know when we played them it was a big fight so yeah Bouncing off something you said a little bit earlier about, you know, the likes of Adelaide maintaining that core group, is that what is going to happen for Canberra? Do you think that this core group that's obviously done so well made it to finals, do you think you guys are going to stick together and go further? I really hope so because um, W League's so short, it's it's really hard because, you know, you've got, you'll have a quality team and then over that year, you never know who might go overseas, who might be doing this, injuries, things like that come into play. So it is hard to keep a W League team together. Um, but I really hope so. And I, and I think, you know, Vicky's built a good foundation here with a lot of local talent um, and, and bringing even young players like Jess Nash from interstate and welcoming back old Cambrian Iron players like Kendall and Michelle. 
I think, you know, if we kept that core group, next season will be even better because you're not starting from scratch in pre-season. You're building on the last season you had. Um, and then I just think that's what makes teams so successful. You mentioned Kendall and Michelle there. How important have they been for you guys this season? Like it did sort of feel like a bit of a rebuilding kind of a season for you considering the last three years, but how important have those two veterans been to the whole project? Yeah, they've been extremely important, not just like on the field, but off the field as well. They're both really good leaders um, and they lead us on and off the field. They've taught us so much in training and, and also they've stepped up in games and shown, you know, shown us the way. And um, yeah, so I think Kendall has kept uh, our defence so tight. She's saved goals. She's created goals from the back. And Michelle's there to, to finish them and also put her individual brilliance in. So I think both of those two have been so important to our team, not just individually, but to help, you know, us young players um, step up and, and, you know, help them be successful. Before a big game, what's kind of your pre-game rituals? Where, where's your mindset at? What are you during, doing during the day? What's, what's the kind of pre-game look for you? I lay well this season especially I've tried to stay off my phone for maybe the first hour and a bit I get up I've found when I wake up and I just roll onto my phone and I scroll for an hour it drains my energy and I'm you know I feel like getting a good start to the day helps my mentality so I'll get up won't even look at my phone do my business like maybe roll out um have breakfast stuff like that and then I might go on a bit later um I actually have introduced a new meal <laughs> this season. I've been eating a sweet potato <laughs> before playing. I don't know what it is, but it's it's a slow-release carb. So I feel like when I eat it, I don't burn it up straight away in the warm-up. I can get it. Maybe that's why I've been so, you know, so much better in the second half because, you know, I get that that energy kick from the sweet potato. But, you know, once you, you find something that works for you, just, like, keep doing it. Even if I'm sick of sweet potato, I still eat it. It's just a must. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I don't have too many, like, they're not really superstitions. Like I have things that I like to do, but you know, away trips, sometimes that impacts what I, what I want to do. And I don't let that affect my game. So I prefer having things that I like doing rather than things I have to do. Um, but yeah, apart from that, yeah, that's about it. One of the uh, on-running themes of the semi-final previews that we've been doing for this pod is what we've dubbed the great avocado debate. So avocado on toast. We've been told by one player that they are not allowed to have avocado on toast at all. And another player has told us that she doesn't even like it. So where do you sit on this very important topic? Perhaps the most important topic of this episode. This seems like a real big answer. I've just got to pick my, my words <laughs> very carefully here. I really like it. Yes. I, yeah, I actually, you know what? I found a really good combo, toast, avocado, and then I put a bit of feta. Oh, yeah. Mm. That actually is real nice because it, yeah, it's, oh, I don't know, it just works. And then you can even chuck an egg on that. I really like having avocado and eggs. And then sometimes you add some smoked salmon and it's just like, oh, Ooh, yeah. you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. But yeah, avocado on toast is top quality. 
<laughs> love, you've gone full like cafe mode with the the feather and the smoked salmon and stuff. I love that. Sometimes That's you so can grate a little bit of parmesan cheese on the top. Like it's yeah, no. Oh yeah, Vegemite and avocado is really good as well. Oh, man, if if that football works. doesn't work out, please open a cafe in Canberra. I will be the number one customer. Honestly. You know what? I can do we'll that. Be. You know what my first rule would be, and if I open my own cafe, yeah, that to cut sourdough bread, you don't have a butter knife. You have yes. a proper, like, get one of those yes. steak knives or something. Yes. Because you can't cut sourdough with butter, a butter knife. What do like these people just, think we are? We are not I know, iron and women. And I end up, like, grinding it so much and then a piece flies off my plate and I'm just like, oh. So I, I just use my hands now when I order, like, eggs on toast and sourdough. But, yeah, that's my first rule. That's, that's very important. But no, back, back to, I suppose, more more serious matters and whatnot. You've mentioned her a lot during this chat, Vicky Linton. It's her first season in charge of Canberra. What's she brought to the team and especially in this week leading up to finals? How is she as a coach? What's she been like? Um, I think she, the biggest thing she does is bring us a lot of belief. I think, um, you know, she she's not just doing it for herself. She wants us to do well as a team so because we're all in it together that's that's one of the biggest things we've had this season is we're in this together um all of us and um yeah so I think Vicky although she's brought a lot of um expertise you know in the way we play and how we play on the field she's I think that she's yeah brought a lot of belief and and she's made each and every one of us want to make an impact you know when you you have a good relationship with your coach. You you step out on the field and you want to play for them. You want to play well for them. I think that's one of the biggest things that she's brought um, to our team. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck for the final series. And thank we'd love you. to have you on again to have another chat. Yeah, would love to. Thanks for having me.